Yeah, he was a bit of a slow burner to start with, wasn't he? He had all his talent and uh, and was probably, you know, took him a while to really settle into being the great player that he turned out to be. But he certainly um, dominated for a long, long time. You know, I feel a bit sorry for the poor French guys that go down the blind side shortly. You know, they'll just get cut in half. But, you know, he has, uh, he has, you know, turned himself into a great player and then consistent for the last, you know, two World Cups, which is no easy feat. So when you got him in your team and he's running around on the training field, was what was he like there? Yeah, he, he was, he was you know, one of those guys that um, off the field, you know, really quiet, really humble. Um, and then when you got him on the field, you thought, oh, what's happened there? <laughs> he hates everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, off the field, um, really quiet, you know, went about his work, and then, then once the whistle went, you know, he brought out that sort of X factor. Mm. So, do you reckon? I mean, we had White Crockett the day before. We had Jerome there as well. Do you think that perhaps the All Black coaching team and the setup may be going around and just saying to older players, "Hey, you know what? You, you're probably not in the 2019 picture." Do you think they're doing that? Oh, I don't know, but I think I mean um, Steve. I think Steve likes for players to to talk to him about what they're doing. I think you know it's been pretty. Um, He's been pretty vocal in the past, you know, when guys like Charles Piertow and that left. So, you know, he's always had a great relationship with those players and they probably have gone to him and said, look, I've got this offer. What do you think? Um, you know, and and I'm, I'm pretty sure Steve would be honest with them. So I'm pretty sure there'd be some dialogue, but, you know, I don't think it'll be a case of you're not going to make it. Um, I think it'll be a case of probably the guys looking at the opportunities and going, well, you know, if I turn this down by the time the next World Cup rolls around, then uh, especially for Jerome, you know, like you know, he's um, probably got a pretty lucrative deal over there. So it'd be a case of going, well, you know, time's right for me. Do I want to take the risk of not being selected because you know I'm getting a few injuries and slowing down a bit, which is just a natural progression, you know, when you get a bit older. Yeah, I remember, uh, JK, you were on our program a few months back and you said the future for Jerome would be similar to that of Kevin Mialamu. You have him in your squad, you have him there because of his ability to help younger players in that squad environment. Do you think when you look at the All Blacks now, though, with Squire and Fafita, that simply he has now been overtaken by younger talent? Oh, I don't know if he's been overtaken. You know, I just think there's probably a couple of things happening in his life. You know, he's had a couple of injuries and you know, as an older player, he's probably just looking at it and saying, well, you know, what are my options here? What's the best thing for me and my family? And he's probably going, well, you know, there is some young blood coming through and they're, you know, chomping at the bit. And for me, it's just getting a little bit harder. And the wisest decision is to is to go overseas for a few years. You know, I think it's a, I think it's a good decision. You go out on top, you go out as one of the best and, and um, you know, get to take your family overseas to enjoy a you know, different experience. Former Blues coach Sir John Kerwin with us on your Radio Sport Breakfast. And the fact that he's been so successful since coming back from Japanese rugby, has he? is this the best example of a New Zealand rugby player who has succeeded since coming home? Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to do, you know, not easy to do. But I think that... Um, what happens with a lot of players is they'll go overseas and they realise that, hey, I've still got a little bit to give. I do not want to um, not wear that black jersey again. So they come home and, and uh, you know, that, that, that candle's still burning inside them. 
and uh, you know he certainly did that. He got home, um, you know, got back to his best and and dominated again. But you got to realise that a player, you know, a player like Jerome, the the, the toll's pretty big on your body. You know, he would certainly bash people, and at some stage, you know, that's going to catch up on your butt. So, you know. The uh, website to to go have a look at is is like this. The letters J K. So you go J K, then the number fourteen, then you go wines dot com, and there's all sorts of uh, co- uh, coffee <laughs> and there's oils you've got on there now, and plenty of other things. And I know today you've got a big day. You're starting it off swimming, so that's good. But tomorrow night it's Chiefs Blues. How excited are you for your Blues boys, and can they do it to them this year? Yeah, look, I was I, I was impressed with with the Blues last week against the Highlanders. I thought it was a great game of rugby. If we could get that standard tomorrow, I mean, it's sort of like, uh, it's like playoff time already, you know, because <laughs> the Chiefs really have to win after losing the first one. And, and you need to win your home games if you're going to have any chance of, of you know, winning your conference. So if you can win all your home games and then win four, four games away, then you're in the playoffs. So, big night. I think the Blues, um, I'm really looking forward to, to the McKenzie um, Gatland, because I think they're two different styles of, of player. So I think that's going to be really interesting, but I think the Blues are going to win uh, by, by 10 points. Hey, thanks, JK. Go well with the Beauty backstroke. Man. Thank you. See you guys. Thanks.